Hello and welcome to the High View Podcast, a gospel-centered conversation exploring theology, culture, and life in the local church. I am your host, Tyler Sweat, the pastor of Connection and Community at High View Church, and I am here with Chad Williams and Josh Hildebrandt. How's it going? We need an applause button. We need like, we do. when we become official enough, we'll have like a full radio spread of all the like little, little things you can sound, sound effects, effects yeah, different yeah. things. But, but until then, thank you guys for applauding yourselves. Mm. That's fantastic. How are you guys doing today? I'm great, man. How are you doing? You good? Oh, oh man. How are you? It's doing well. Doing swell. How's Josh? I'm glad. I'm great. Glad to be here. Josh is coming down off of a plague. Um, mm. Glad to have him back at the church after. Um, lots of lots yeah, of fluid. It was, and, it, mm, uh, it was the worst. Rec- stomach stomach yeah. bug through the entire family. Yeah, and uh, mm. with then, with little kids, anybody that's been there goodness. and done that knows it's it's no fun. Seems like everyone is sick right now. Mm-hmm. That's just yeah. a, the story of of our church. Not, no fun. It's, it comes in waves. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are excited to be back in another episode of our podcast, and today we're doing something a little different. Uh, we are starting a series of episodes yeah. today. Exciting. Um, and we are going to begin talking about the 10 commitments of Highview Church, which we are all here uh, pastors on staff at Highview. Right. And we uh, have just recently developed, um, kind of refined, maybe not developed, but recently refined this list of commitments. And so we wanted to take some time, take a few episodes to uh, unpack these commitments that we are um, that we try to focus on here at Highview Church, and so uh, quickly, just want to use this time to introduce our ten commitments and talk about those um, very briefly. So, our ten commitments at Highview Church are as follows: Number one, we are committed to gospel centeredness. We are two committed to the authority of the Bible. Three, we are committed to expositional preaching. Four, we are committed to Christ exalting worship. Five, we're committed to covenantal community. Six, equipping the saints. Seven, missional multiplication. Eight, loving our community. Nine, joyful generosity. And number 10, excellence in all things. Mm. Now, first question as we introduce this series, why do we have a list of commitments to begin with? Why does a church, um, why, why do we find it helpful to have a list of commitments like this? Well, I think just starting out, one of the things I've found uh, with working with people and groups is we're we're all aiming at something kind of uh, naturally, and it's a really healthy thing when a group has um, something that they can unify around yeah. to, to aim at, and um, and I think it's uh, you know you you can't overemphasize the importance of unity in the church, and um, when we can unify around. Um, uh, a statement like this, it kind of just gives us a direction and a purpose and we're all putting our momentum in the same direction. So that's one thing just kind of quickly that, I, you know, comes to mind. Yeah. I think some of these things, uh, several of, uh, at least four of them in some way, shape or form, actually the genesis of those came out of, um, what we called four pillars at mm-hmm. Highview when we initially uh, launched the church where we said, we're going to give ourselves to doing these four things. Right. And uh, over time, we just kind of added things on that um, we didn't add to that list, but we we started caring about other things. And, and we, we you know came to a point 
uh, where we said we need to articulate this and we need to be able to rally around this. We need to be able to capture these things that we deeply care about. And um, and so that's that's kind of the, a little bit of the backstory of them. Yeah. yeah, I think, you know, if you think about like a family, families have things that matter to them right. and they develop like, you know, their own family habits, you know, and, and it's different for every family. Some families mm-hmm. really like you know, going on vacation at this spot, or this is really important to them, this type of family dynamic. And, and as we've grown as a church, mm-hmm. we've just, uh, based on those four pillars and how we flesh those things out, we've seen some things that are really important to us, yeah. that matter to us. And um, what we found is that as our faith family grows, in order to communicate that clearly, and to, you know, someone walks in and says, hey, this, I, I want to be a part of this family, what matters to you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we want to be able to communicate that in as clear and concise a way as possible. You know, and, and this is just our way of trying to put words to what matters to us. Right. You know, so it, it's not perfect. Point. It's not perfect, but yeah. it's, it's just our way of trying to put words to it. So I think in, in some context, whether you're in another church, a pastor of another church, you might have a statement like this, and sometimes they're called values, sometimes mm-hmm. they're called commitments, sometimes right. they're called, you know, core competencies, or whatever you want to think about them. We, I think, settled on this word commitments because it's a little more active, right? Mm-hmm. Where we're talking about these are things we act upon week to week, month to month, year to year. They're not just things that we passively value and look for. Like we're actually uh, aiming in, in our activity. We're aiming at producing or um, seeing these things come to, to reality in, in our ministries, in the things that we do. Right. And there's a responsibility that goes yeah. with that word commitment. You right. know, this is, this is not something that we're asking people just to step into, but to be a part of, yeah, right? You know, and right. so like there's a commitment that every person is practicing these things, mm-hmm. right? Right. So how did we come up with this list in particular? I mean, 10 is, you know, kind of, we talked about like how many is, is the number arbitrary? You know, is it, um, could we have had more? Could you have less? Um, but, but what was our particular process for coming up with this specific list of 10 commitments? Well, the process was highly collaborative and, um, there was, um, a lot of discussion and a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things when you're, when you're putting a list like this together, when you're thinking through these things and when you're, um, when, when you're trying to craft statements or words or phrases like the ones that we kind of settled upon, um, that is a, um, uh, Painful process. In oh some gosh! Ways. Uh, oh man, we had whiteboards and <laughs> we had like pitchforks and yeah. tiki torches. It you was really a, start to measure the weight of every word, right? and you don't yeah. realize how you know how valuable words are. We use words like we're millionaires, you know, billionaires with our words and just oh, throw yeah. them out there. But when you start crafting a statement like this, you all of a sudden mm-hmm. got you get really careful with how you're spending those words. You yeah, know? that's true because we we did we spent a lot of time like agonizing over each word because we thought, okay, if we communicate it this way yeah. with this particular phrase or this particular definition or this w- even word. Does that like, communicate who we really are, what we value? Yeah, yeah. So could it be fleshed out in a way that we don't value? If we, even if we yeah. phrase it a certain way, could someone take it? So we tried to be very specific. Um, and, and like you said, Chad, highly collaborative, um, which really it took a, it took several weeks or we yeah. sat down and you know wrote yeah. it, were writing things out on the board and it was yeah. probably over the course of a couple months this yeah. summer That's really true. That's that true. this thing got fleshed yeah. out and it yeah. was through really long meetings where we were you know wrestling with throwing different ideas out pushing mm-hmm. back pulling 
Yeah. Uh, and I felt like um, trying to get um, really trying, seeing the seriousness of what we're trying to do, trying to capture the right words, trying to be um, as co- concise as we could be. Right. Um, and so there was, it was a, um, I enjoyed the process actually. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a helpful process. I felt like um, practically for me as a, as the preaching pastor, I kind of came out with a, a firmer grasp on, on certain terms and language that I should be using. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, I've tried to, to kind of weave that into to different things that I communicate to the church, whether it be in sermons or, or different things that I'm communicating to the entire church. Um, but that was, that was helpful for me, just talking with over and wrestling with terminology and, yeah. and yeah. really thinking about um, what does have you care about and what should have you care yeah, about? Those were the things that we really wrestled with. That's an important part of this this process because we, we talked a lot about how some of these are actual values that we currently see or we currently talk about. Some of these are aspirational values that yeah. we're aiming for, things that we currently either aren't talking about a lot or aren't explicit about um, and, and that we need to be that we're trying to shape high view. So let's talk a little bit about what, as we currently are thinking about it and, and preaching is one way. Sure. Um, other you know, forms of communication, doing podcasts, all like what, how do we want to use these commitments to shape the culture of our church or how are we doing that? And how do we want to do that? Well, I think it starts with um, leadership. I think mm-hmm. it starts with um, conversations I'm having with leaders uh, across the, uh, the church. The spectrum of the church is trying to make sure that I'm using this language. Yeah. And intentionally and talking through some of those things. And so I think, and we're in the early days of this. I mean, that's the thing is when you're dealing with core commitments, whether it be a business or a church or whatever, if you're dealing with these kind of values, you're playing a long game. Right. So this isn't, um, and and I would even say too, I I find it helpful having things like this that, that are part of your own personal life, things that you're just, you're committed to, you're, you're about. And so, but knowing that, this is a long process mm-hmm. and it's, you're playing a long game. And yeah. so uh, I think the tendency is to get impatient with this or to feel like you can microwave. You cannot microwave core commitments right. in anything. Yeah. Um, it is just a slow cooker type situation. And mm-hmm. so um, just knowing that it, it kind of paces you for the long haul and you, you begin to see opportunities to kind of weave this language into things and, and so, mm-hmm. so for example, talking to um, a, a member of our stewardship team, um, and and intentionally using the phrase um, generosity and joyful generosity specifically, yeah. you know, things like that, like be um, looking for those opportunities. Talking to the preaching team about yeah. authority of the Bible, um, yeah, whatever it might be, because it matters when you're when you're talking about that. Some churches might stick with, uh, we just need to get people to tithe more. That's right. one. That's one way. Maybe you value your people giving more money, but actually, there's it's a bigger picture than that. We want right. to value people taking joy in being generous with all of their life, yeah. with yeah. all their time, with you know all the possessions they have, not just writing a check to the church. You know, yeah, you joyfully know. generous people are are not a problem in yeah. terms of giving in the church setting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Right. Um, yeah, there's the discipline of giving, and then there's the joy of giving. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. and and one leads to the other most of the time. But yeah, that that's you know where we want to take our people, and and I think Pastor Chad's right. You know, it's it's got to be in the leaders first. And and I remember we had a a staff meeting um, where we 
are going through a leadership devotional together, and Tyler, you were leading it, and this is right after we had kind of crafted these. We had yeah. spent weeks kind of putting them together, and and uh, we had finally finished what you know the final ten list was, and and uh, I don't remember exactly the, the the title of the devotion, or but I remember you did this exercise where you had us write down. You said, "All right, we're going to see if we you know, if we know them, if we yeah. really know them." And you made you made me and Chad write down the ten yeah. by memory. To see if you know we're asking our people to right. you know to know these things and to live out these things and but it starts with us and yeah. I, we 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 did pretty good I think we got about we got about ninety five ninety eight percent the wording was just a little off on a couple yeah. but we almost had them completely down and right and and I think that's important if it's not in us then how are we going to to walk that out in front of the other people you know and, yeah. and understanding it's not a problem if your leaders if you if you do something like this. And your leaders, um, whether it's in you know the place you work and you're putting something like this in because you lead the place you work, or whether it's a church or whatever, it's not a problem if people don't understand two weeks, three weeks in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. a problem if we can't get those lists right in two years, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the average member can't get those lists right, right. Know, and doesn't can't articulate that. Yeah, I mean that that's the biggest thing is it just again realizing this is a long process and there has to be intentionality right. um, along the way. Yeah. And I think it, th- those two things, not just using a common language, but also having common expectation of ourselves, Good point. how we're embodying those things. That particular um, day we were talking about modeling what matters and that kind of embracing this idea of like, the, these are not just commitments of the church corporately or organizationally, what we were talking about earlier, these are commitments mm-hmm. of every Christian, right. right? These are things that we want to be able to embody ourselves in our daily walk. So that as people see those, they, they grasp, okay, that's, that's where we're headed. That's what we value because they see that value yes. in our activity and each of our ministries and each of our sermons, each of our songs, each of our announcements, like these things are not just present in verbiage because mm-hmm. that's, that's a one level of exposure, um, but they need to be present in how we're actually displaying our value through our activity. That's huge. Like making sure people know that <clears throat> it's important to have, make sure that these things are visible in front of people. But I think a lot of times the way people view not just core commitments, but vision statements and mission mm-hmm. statements, those kind of things, is just put the put the mission statement on the banner, you know, yeah. and, and that's all. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, that's not going to take, that's not going to hold, that's not going to, to actually... Yeah. See change brought about. Um, yeah, you know, for me, this list is a a list that I can look at when I'm trying to answer the question of what type of dad am I going to be, what type of father am I going to be, what type of employee and pastor mm-hmm. am I going to be, and it helps me shape my life. I mean, commitments are the thing; they're guardrails. Yeah, right. So when I'm trying to decide, um, you know, uh, how I'm going to live my life, and joyful generosity is a commitment that I have you know, that I, that I believe the Lord's called me to, to live uh, in, that makes decisions in my life, you know, yes. one direction or another. And I think it's really important. This isn't just a list um, for us to have on a wall, but it, to me, it, it shapes my actions as I think about these things. This helps me model my life. Um, and as the individual models their life that way, then our church looks like that, you know, the, yeah. the sum of the parts. So, um, yeah. Amen. Well, we hope that um, as we kind of go through this series. We're going to spend an episode on each one of those 10 
commitments and the statement that we use to to define that, to describe that. Um, but we think that these 10 things can actually be helpful for people outside of Hive Church. So how do you see a list? Like this is just our list. Uh, these are the things that we put out there. Uh, how do you see this? How do you guys see this list? Not just helping Hive members that are listening understand where we're heading. Um, how can this help other believers, other pastors? Like how do you hope this helps? Well, the goal would be that all of these things would be present, not just in the life of a church, but in the life of every Christian. Yeah. So, for example, uh, a passion for missional, missional multiplication. That's just a passion for discipleship, really, yeah. and seeing other disciples make disciples, um, gospel-centeredness, um, clinging to the authority of the Bible. Like These are all things that should be present just in the life of a Christian, things that Christians should be committed to. Whether or not you like the terminology doesn't really matter, but the spirit of what we're trying to communicate, I think, should be true and should be present in the life of every Christian. Um, in some way, shape, or form. Um, so that that was one of the things we wanted to make sure we did was make sure that these core commitments were not um, too high view centric in one in one respect. Yeah. Um, and so uh, you know, a lot of great churches have things like this. They use different terms. They use different phrases. That's that's completely fine. I also think it'd be helpful uh, from the standpoint of if if someone is in leadership in a particular church setting or 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 business setting. Um, or even personally in their own personal lives, like thinking through what are we committed to is never a bad thing. Yeah. Um, and so it can lead to a lot of really good things. Uh, so asking yourself that question as well, what am I committed to? Mm-hmm. Like what is, uh, I think commitments and clear commitments is like a major key to a purposeful life. Um, yeah. I really believe that. And so you, the idea of, the aimless life is one lacking in commitments and lacking in alignment with those commitments. Yeah. So hopefully, um, hopefully this will help regardless of whether you're a part of a Ivy church or not. Hopefully uh, it'll help you think about those kind of things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would just add one small thing and I think Chad even kind of alluded at it there at the end is, this list is a things for us, a things for us to aim at to do, mm-hmm. but it also keeps us away from what not to do, you know. And um, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of times in our lives we have, um, we have our life is full of just frivolous things. We're, yeah. we're wasting our energy because we don't have a commit. We don't know what we're committed to. Right. And so um, you know, there's just a lot of waste. And I think of the scripture, you know, redeeming the time for the days are evil. And this mm-hmm. kind of gives us a, a little clearer focus to our marching orders and. Um, you know, it's not in the wording. Um, our goal is that these things would be biblical, that this yeah. would be yeah. an expression of what the Christian life may look like. And, um, you know, but um, but yeah, it, it just focuses us. And, and I think that's really helpful. Yeah. It gives us a handle on why we do the things we're, we're doing. We don't want to be a, a church that just defaults back to, well, this is what we've always done or this was so-and-so's opinion back in the day. Like, okay, why are we doing these things? Because we're committed to covenantal community. Mm-hmm. Why do we, you know, do, uh, why do we aim at multiplying groups? Because we want to equip saints and multiply our mission. Like yeah. that, these, these are language pieces that begin to become the why behind the what of what we're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's really, really valuable. Um, and I think this series is going to be enjoyable. Hopefully as we unpack each of these 10 things, they are going to be beneficial to you. Uh, we also want to add, um, we're going to try something a little different with our episodes. Now we're trying to Trying to make this thing better, you know, make make our episodes, our Hive podcast, more um, not just more regular, but uh, more more valuable. And so we think 
the best thing we can possibly do to end each of these episodes is give you what we're going to call a high view hot take. We need some kind of like zinger that's like high view hot take. Yeah, some type of jingle right here. Yeah, we'll we'll come up maybe maybe later. I, um, I believe it. That's going to be one of our commitments to excellence in all things. We'll we'll get there eventually. <laughs> However, right today, what we want to do is we want to take a second and just give you a hot take. You know, kind of talk through our opinions on the on the real issues, the things that really matter to our <laughs> listeners, to our culture, right. to our world. If you so, just skip ahead in our podcast to this <laughs> at the end, yeah, this you, is you'll probably. Yeah, this is the money maker right here. Um, so today, again, we just want to we want to come at the real issues, and so I just want to get your your personal take on Chick Fil A sandwiches versus Popeye sandwiches. Which which one is the true and better sandwich? Mm. Okay, so let me answer you that by asking you this: mm. There's there's three people at the table here. Yeah. Josh has not yet had a Popeye's chicken sandwich. That is true. I've also not yet worshipped the devil, but I know <laughs> that worshiping the Lord yes. is better. Oh man! All right, and then, this is complex. Now, this is complex for for a number of reasons. Also, my so, I I used to work for Chick Fil A. Mm. I I don't know if that's ever came up, Dan. If you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to be severely disappointed. So, and, and Tyler at one point worked for a Chick-fil-A. I did. I did. So the peanut oil, the peanut oil running through our veins is very real. That's yes. what Chick-fil-A is cooked in. I don't know if it's still cooked in yeah, that. Yeah, anyway, it was so. back in the day. Yeah. Anyway, it is. It is. It is running through our veins. We we all love. Uh, another quick thing. The when, po- when, Polynesian sauce. Josh, when's the last time pants? you ate Chick-fil-A? Currently, right now. He's literally, <laughs> literally, there's Chick-fil-A. On the table. On the table. Okay, when's the last time you ate Chick-fil-A, Tyler? Um, this morning. This, okay. Chicken and biscuit. I ate Chick-fil-A two days ago. All right, so. We love you, Chick-fil-A. We love you, Chick-fil-A. You're my Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, with that said, Tyler, you've mm. had both sandwiches. I have. I've had both sandwiches. I have. It took me a while. I didn't get it on the first no, go No, I didn't either. When either. they sold out in less yeah, than 24 hours. Yeah. yeah. People were attacking each other. Yeah. I got it. Everyone the, did what was right in their own eyes. I've remained faithful. <laughs> they, Josh has remained pure thus far. Until lunch when I go get a Popeye sandwich. Today. What? All right. So let's start with you. What did you think? What, 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 which sandwich is better? Hot take. The Chick-fil-A sandwich is still reigning supreme. Still, the, still the champion. Yes, yeah, still on the throne. <laughs> it is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I tried. Listen, I tried the Popeye sandwich, and this is how this is how I described it on my Insta story. It's a good, it's a good sandwich. Popeyes, Popeyes chicken sandwich is a good sandwich. I like the plug for your Insta story. There. Nothing more. If you if you were to follow me on Instagram. <laughs> At, at what Tyler at Tyler dot sweat <laughs> just and, and happen to watch my Instagram stories. Um, yeah, it's a good sandwich. It is. Popeye's makes a good chicken sandwich, but um, it's, I, I do think it has qualities that make it uh, like they have a better bun. I do think that, that the bun is a higher quality bun. The pickles are, I prefer the bread and butter style pickles that they use. However, the chicken, the chicken is not sufficient. The chicken is there. It's breaded differently, but it's not the flavor that you that you get from a Chick Fil A sandwich. 
That's my hot take. All right. Chad, what about you? You've had both. Which one's better? So I, I had, for the first time, I had the original Popeye's chicken sandwich. Um, and my I was with my wife. And, and after I got done eating it, she said, well, well, what do you think? And I said, they got us. They got us. Dang. They got us. And, and I, Dang. I say that with a heavy heart. I wow. say that with I say that with a heavy heart. Yeah. Sin is pleasurable for a season, <laughs> but the end thereof is destruction. What I love is that yeah. since he's not had he's not involved in this mm. this I can lay it on thick. He, he can <laughs> he, yeah. he can just like oh, man. stand outside and heave scripture bombs at us. Yep. But Josh is Josh is the Pharisee <laughs> throwing rocks at the glass house. Oh man. Just, but we'll have to reconvene on this. I'm kind of I, I do agree that the the the, the bun mm. superior. Yes. The pickles yep. superior. 100%. The only disagreement is I thought the chicken at least that sandwich, I thought the chicken was, mm. was actually pretty good. Mm. So I would in a very, very tight contest here, I would give the nod to Popeyes as of today. But how was your experience buying that sandwich? <laughs> oh, did they come different. and did they come and change the oil in your car while you waited? No, no. There's no. L- okay. Listen, there's. I will no, tell you, I, I did have a a Popeyes. I won't say where it was. It was a, a Popeyes employee cussing out somebody on the telephone as I was ordering. Okay, so also, so here's the other thing. <laughs> and I don't know if you, have you guys seen this. What one of the things they're doing, Popeyes is doing is you know Chick Fil A has the road signs on the interstate closed Sunday, right? Mm. They have the closed Sunday yeah. on all the closed on Sunday. So they're putting, they're going back. I don't know if you've seen this. They're going back, Popeyes, and they're putting putting their signs next to Chick Fil A's and saying and having open Sunday on there, Ooh. which right, it's a terrible exactly. idea. Ooh. Right, it's not doing what Kanye they think it would should never do. approve. He would not of that. And so, oh man. So I, I am adamantly opposed to the company mm. <laughs> and everything they stand for. <laughs> the chicken sandwich was good. Okay. I, I mean, I'm sorry. The chicken you sandwich was good. You know everything they stand for? The chicken sa- I don't know their core commitments. Okay. But, but one of them is, I will say this. One of them is no Sabbath. Superior. <laughs> one, of, one of them is no rest. Mm. Oh, man. No rest for the weary. Mm. Yeah. See, this is why we want to have core commitments at Hivey Church so people know. When they're buying, like when how they're, we yeah, back around on that. When they when they come here, if you're a part of of Hy-Vee, we want you to know who we are, not just for our product, not just for our chicken sandwich. Hmm. Uh, we didn't invent the gospel. Uh, just the. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't invent anything. We didn't invent anything. Man, maybe this hot take thing is not such a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> I might have to cut most of that out. We'll S- send your send your feedback on this episode to Tyler at Highview.tv. Also, the preaching is not bad. <laughs> Man, uh, goodness on. gracious! Well, thank That's you so all. much for listening to the Highview <laughs> podcast. We're experimenting with this Highview hot take thing. Hopefully, hopefully these are helpful. If there's anything you'd like to know our hot take on, please let us know. Send us a message. Uh, on social media or we cannot biblically defend any of these hot takes no this is total conjecture <laughs> all right well thanks for listening to the high view podcasts uh, we hope that you're enjoying these conversations uh, we're going to keep trying to make this enjoyable for you the listener uh, the one that we care about because not only are we committed to these 10 things we are committed to you we're excited that you're joining us as we have these conversations if you're if you are enjoying these please 
leave us a nice rating and review. Share us on social media, and we will see you next time.